What's up guys, Saf you're on Super Saf Speaks and welcome to a brand new episode, the first of 2022. It's uh, It has been a minute. <laughs> yes, it has. It has. I am your host, Super Saf, and uh, along with my co-host... Uh, Thunder E from Board at Work. I had to remember my name. Well, it's been a while. It's, Sorry, guys. It's been it's been so long. He's forgotten his name, even though you know he says it on his on his main channel <laughs> all the time. Uh, but anyway, guys, yeah, it's it's it was. I mean, it was pretty much nonstop. I think uh, last episode was like sort of end of November time, and then things got really busy over December, and then mm-hmm. you know we're starting to get back into the flow of things, and we've already got big news uh, coming in. And it's not even the end of January. So the big, biggest news I'd say that's uh, going to be coming up is the Samsung Galaxy S22. The official invites have gone out, but pretty much everything has been leaked of the device. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that, our expectations. TikTok revenue. Uh, this has been a hot topic, which uh, Hank Green kind of brought up and I pitched in with what my earnings were. And then Mr. Beast also pitched in with what his earnings were we're going to take a look at those earnings and we're going to try to break down what's happening here and what can be done and we're also going to be talking about potentially a new operating system coming up for mobile in india so this is going to be a homegrown incentivized um, os that you know would rival ios and android whether that's going to happen or not is a question mark but we're going to talk about it anyway yeah so Samsung Galaxy S22 Ultra. The official invites have now gone out. 9th of February is the date that you need to put in your diaries. That's when the impact event is going to be happening. We've seen some teasers from Samsung. You can see some writing, you know, handwritten. That that hints, obviously, towards the S Pen. And we've also seen the merge ready to break the rules. And you've kind of got uh, what seems to be the shape of an S device and what seems to be the shape of a Note device kind of coming together, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, I've already done a detailed leaks and rumors video we've got some models e i'm not sure if your models have come through <laughs> but yeah, it's there. it's here we've we've got a lot of information uh but just to quickly run you through so you have a bit of an idea and you can paint a picture in your head uh we've got the s22 and the s22 plus which will be extensions to the s21 and the s21 plus uh they kind of look on the same theme with the camera module blending into the sides but the s22 ultra has a new setup so it's got the three dots for the cameras and then there's you know additional sensors on the on the side reminds me of the lg velvet that's something that a lot of people have been saying by seeing these leaks right yeah so they've kind of stepped away it's definitely more of a squared device which goes towards the note series yeah so you can see that it is going to have an s pen uh it's rumored to be an s pen with around 2.8 milliseconds of latency which is the fastest i believe the s21 and the note 20 had around nine milliseconds it is going to be an s pen that's going to be housed within the device unlike the s21 where you'd have to buy it separately we're looking at a 6.8 inch display with uh, ltpo 120 hertz 40 megapixel front-facing camera in the punch out and a quad rear-facing camera setup, similar to what we've seen already on the S21. So, you know, we've got uh, S21 Ultra, sorry, 
12 megapixel ultra wide camera, 108 megapixel primary camera, 10 megapixel three times zoom camera, as well as a 10 megapixel 10x periscope zoom camera with laser autofocus. 12 bit HDR video recording is also uh, likely to be there. Performance, we're gonna have the Qualcomm Snapdragon 8 Gen 1 or the Exynos 2200, depending on your region, uh, up to one terabyte of storage, rumored. Ishan Agarwal uh, shared this, potentially up to one terabyte stereo speakers. Uh, obviously, Android 12 with one UI 4.1 on top, a 5,000 milliamp hour battery, with this time up to 45 watts of charging supporting. However, this is not likely to be included in the box. No expandable storage and pricing is still a bit of a question mark, but uh, we're seeing, we've, we've seen some leaked pricing on euros. We're looking at roughly about the same starting price as the S21 Ultra, which was around $1,200. So that's everything that we know, which is pretty much everything. I'm gonna just go ahead and say this, right? Cause there's some people like, oh, the note's gone and this and that. It's like, look, I am a big fan of the note. You are a note user as well. You're a fan of the note series. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's not called a note. If it's a note, essentially, <laughs> I'm happy with that. I don't care what you call it, right? You can call it a Note 22 Ultra if you wanted to call it call it that. But that's essentially what the Ultra is, right? Yeah, I mean, it pretty much is. And I think, um, you know, we've had these discussions in the past about the idea of the Note, um, what it brings and how the S S line, at least the Ultra line of the S is pretty much a note. And I definitely agree. And I think... Um, you know, what probably Samsung is looking at is that gap for the note has to be filled or else mm -hmm. they will lose a, a certain customer base, you know, off somewhere else. They might get, say, maybe a Pixel, they might get maybe an S, uh, but they might move to something else, maybe even an iPhone. So um, I think it's really important for that that to be filled. And I, and I think Samsung is going to use this as a way to say, hey, look, Note users, we still remember you. It's not lost or it's not gone, but this is a way for us to continue that heritage because we're going to be doing something else. And that something else is technically with the launch of the foldables that we'll be mm. getting the second half of the year now. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, it makes sense because year on year, the S, the the primary S device was becoming more and more closer to the Note device. And it came to a point where a lot of people would be like, is the Note just an S with an S Pen, right? So is the Note 20 Ultra just an S20 Ultra with an S Pen? You know, like that's a comparison a lot of people are making. So I think mm -hmm. it kind of makes sense for them to combine this because if you still want an S device, the S22 and the S22 Plus are gonna be very capable devices. But if you want the best of the best, then you know, you're gonna get it with an S Pen as well. Um, I think it makes complete sense. As a Note fan, as a Note user, and not getting a Note device last year, I'm somebody who's like very satisfied with these uh, leaks rumors, and I'm very excited. And I would say, like, I mean, this, like the S21 Ultra did, it's going to set a benchmark for all of the devices that are going to come out for the rest of the year. I mean, the S21 Ultra, one of my SIM cards is still in it right now because it's such a good device. And I went back to it after switching to so many other devices. I kind of like, you know what? That was the one. That was one of my picks. So. Very exciting times ahead. 9th of Feb is the date. Uh, we're going to be having lots of coverage, of course, uh, on the channel, uh, here on our channels. So uh, stay tuned for all that. TikTok. Okay, so Mr. Beast has shared how much he earned following uh, after the I, I shared how much I earned. But this all stemmed from 
a video that Hank Green made. Hank Green is obviously a YouTube OG, one of the earliest um, content creators that we remember seeing and still going strong. And he made a video and he raised some really interesting points. So YouTube has a very unique model for revenue sharing, right? 55% goes to creators, 45% they keep. And this was something that was ingenious and, you know, at the time it was revolutionary and it really changed the lives of many content creators because it meant that you could actually make a, a decent living of making YouTube videos without having to worry about external sponsors, which to be honest, didn't really exist back in that day as well. And it's changed my life, it's changed your life, E, um, uh, you know, just having this platform where you can do this. Now, the thing with mm. YouTube is there's a couple of things. Firstly, because there's individual videos which you actively click on to view, right? And then those videos have an ad associated to that specific video. It's very easy to determine, okay, SAS video, this is how much it's made, this is how much the revenue slip split's gonna be, okay? Now, short form content, is very different, right? You're scrolling through, I believe on TikTok, after every five to 10 videos, you'll see an ad, right? Okay, so it's very difficult for TikTok, firstly, to split that ad revenue uh, to different um, videos, but they do use algorithms based on watch time and things like that, how much people are watching yours to determine how much, uh, how much of the creator fund you will get. So that's kind of understandable that that's a little bit more tricky, but one of the things, one of the big points that Hank Green mentioned was that YouTube has a percentage-based model for revenue share, okay? So it's 55%. So if YouTube does really well and is making lots more um, money, then guess what? Creators also make lots more money. TikTok, on exactly. the other hand, has a creator fund and it's a it's a pot of a couple of hundred million, I believe, right? Couple so of hundred it's million a pot dollars. of gold. Yeah, which 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 sounds really good, but remember, the better TikTok does, that means more creators are coming on, more creators are creating content. The worse creators do in terms of revenue, okay? Because now this pot, which is not expanding based on percentage, is now being shared by more and more people, right? And as a result, I shared my um, TikTok revenue for. Um, since April, I think April was when I actually joined the uh, Creator Fund program, and I was like, "Let's let's try this out." Had a look, and I have made a total of 112 pounds and four pence, which is roughly around what 140, 150 dollars, right? Ooh. And that Ooh. is uh, for around 25, 26 million views, give or take. Uh, I, I don't know specifics, right? Now, when I posted this, this kind of created a bit of a debate and then Mr. Beast, uh, Jimmy got involved and he shared his revenue, right? Which is roughly around $15,000. And he's said he's too lazy to count. I don't blame him because again, that's something that TikTok's not great at. It doesn't show you how many views you've had in a particular time frame, right? You have mm -hmm. to manually go and count all those videos. Or what I've done is I've used a bit of a hack. I use the hashtag SuperSaf in all my videos. So what it does is when I search for that hashtag, it actually tells me, the total number of views that hashtag has had, right? Which kind of gives me an indication roughly of how many views, right? But Mr. Beast is one of the most popular content creators. His, his videos are easily getting, you know, five, 10 million views each, sometimes a lot more. So he's must have had over a billion views, right? Now to some people, which was kind of surprising, people are like, oh yeah, but I could really do with $15,000. And it's like, no, that, that's not the point, right? The amount he's brought to the platform in terms of viewership and watch time, right? He should be getting a significantly more cut. Like with me, uh, for 
over almost a year, so you know, like a few months off a year, the amount of time and, and investment that I've made into my content, yes, I've got the followers, don't get me wrong, and that could open up, and that has opened up a lot of sponsorships. That's all well and good. But when we're talking about the revenue share from TikTok, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a very simple thing. And this is something that when I used to, when I had like my other podcast that I had for a while, we always talked about revenue sharing and how at back then our big thing was how Facebook was missing out on a huge market of expanding the way it does things. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is followed with every single social media platform that has come up after Facebook, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Snapchat, or now TikTok, in addressing this problem. Uh, YouTube took a very dynamic approach that has made it a self-sustaining company. If you take YouTube out of Google, it will run just fine on its own hmm. uh, because of how they actually do things. And we know quite well that given that 55% revenue split to you know 55 to 45, where I believe we keep 55, Google keeps 45, Five percent, and that's something that could change. You know, what I was actually, what I even thought would have happened if I was a company like TikTok is to do a 70-30. 30 is creator, seventy percent to the brand. Now that's not the same thing as YouTube, but you can make the argument that because those videos are really short and goes through, uh, you're also amassing a huge database catalog that you have to keep churning them out. So you can make arguments for that, but at least that is still a percentage cut that gives people more incentive. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I think that's very ambitious because right now it looks like they're not even giving 5% to creators. Oh, so, no, you know, no. go into that. But they definitely, I think they definitely need to have a percentage cut. Now, is the revenue going to be matched to YouTube? I don't think so because, again, it's short-form content. And I think pretty much all ads on TikTok, you can skip because on Snapchat, for example, again, you've got short-form content, but you can't skip the ads. You have to, like, actually sit through them, right? Whereas yeah. on TikTok, you can skip the ads. So maybe they need to, uh, I'm not saying that they need to have force ads on there, but clearly TikTok is making a lot, a lot of money, right? Okay, that is thanks to the creators. Now, one of the things TikTok does and one of the strategies that we've discovered while being on TikTok is it, uh, uh, we, we saw a little clip that somebody kind of described the TikTok algorithm as, um, uh, you know, compared it to Vegas slot machines, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, what you'll notice is no creator will have consistently, you know, 10 million, 10 million, 10 million views or something like that. It's not like, you know, right now I can post uh, a, a reel on Instagram and I know it's going to get between 150 to 200,000 views, right? Based on my following of uh, 500,000, right? That's just something that I know some might pop and do a lot better. Some might do slightly less. But with TikTok, it's kind of like potluck. And the way TikTok's algorithm really works is it's... Um, very occasionally, so maybe every five or six TikToks you post, it'll make one pop, right? And it'll get loads and loads of views. But then what that does is it keeps you coming back to get that dopamine rush because you're like, oh, I want that viral video. And you will keep posting content, right? And I think this is a really, I mean, it's a successful tactic for them because they are getting more and more content creators making content for them, right? And they're rewarding them with views and, uh, and followers. But come on, like, you know, put your money where your mouth is sort of a thing, you know, like you can't just be doing this thing where you're just kind of essentially taking advantage of creators by, you know, yes, you're giving them the reach, right, occasionally to make them come back, which is still a little bit shady in my opinion, but have a have a revenue split and actually pay your creators. Otherwise, I mean, they, I don't think TikTok's going anywhere, don't get me wrong, but 
a lot of TikTokers want to come onto YouTube because that's where they know they can make real money. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the thing. And, and watch what happens. I think what we're going to see is is Facebook be if no sorry not Facebook YouTube being smart now if YouTube is smart and changes the revenue share for YouTube Shorts because they still they have like a sort of creator fund for that too right now but mm. if they change it where it is again maybe a, a percentage cut but a different percentage cut and say look Shorts are just very different we have to do a different percentage cut for it that will immediately you will see the influx of the very big. Um, uh, TikTokers move over to YouTube and just say, hey, look, check out my YouTube. I can have it longer there. I also have my YouTube shorts. Hey, look, I'm making more money over there. You're supporting me. You're not, it doesn't cost you anything, um, mm. you know, to, to make that move. And I think, you know, that's going to be a real, real threat to TikTok. Now, TikTok, like you said, um, they're going, they're going by the model that literally is this. They're going, look, Let's make our own creators. TikTok was founded on making a new batch of creators, aka I call it the, the everyday casual creator. Mm -hmm. uh, that's how I like to refer refer to most TikTok creators. People who are not, you know, not like us on YouTube where we have cameras, lights, and all this stuff. It's it's literally just, you know, your phone. That's it. And they've they've mobilized that force and they're they decided to give that that force just a little something. Because most of those people have regular jobs and going like, ah, this is fun and this is great, but not understanding the true value of what they're bringing to the platform. Because with, like you said, without them, mm -hmm. the platform does not move forward. Yep. And, uh, you know, based on that, that kind of reminds me because on TikTok, if you go into TikTok um, in your settings, you kind of have this option, right? Which um, I had to disable, but it's basically saying that advertisers can use your content, right? Do you, do you remember seeing this, E? I haven't even checked. You know, yeah. thank you for letting me know. Where is that? I'm, I'm, uh, just I'm not right sure exactly where it is, but I'll try to put a screenshot on screen, right? Uh, but essentially what it does is it basically says, and I think you automatically opted into this as well, right? It's essentially saying that, hey, you know, advertisers can use my content that I'm posting unless you manually disable it. And this is something that I actually saw in another TikTok, right? So... This is something that, you know, again, it's just like, TikTok, start paying your creators the money because you're clearly making enough. It's time you share that because in the long term, yeah, in the short term, it might not be as beneficial to you. But as you've seen with YouTube, how long it's lasted, right? Part of that is because of that model where you're kind of sharing that revenue with creators because it encourages more creators to create more content, quality content, not just mm -hmm. chasing that, you know, that buzz of that, that one viral hit that you are going to give us every so often, but actually, you know, putting your money where your mouth is and actually giving creators what they deserve. So I totally agree with Hank and, you know, I, I definitely would uh, recommend checking out his video, but you know, don't get me wrong. I think there's a lot of p potential with TikTok and I think it's a really, really good platform. And I think short form video is such a, huge huge thing that's going to keep getting yeah. bigger but i think tiktok come on like sort it out you guys really need to do do more for creators oh absolutely well on on that note though i, I will say um I, I just checked how much i made on my tiktok uh roughly the same time period saf and i kind of started posting around the same time uh but i can safely say that i i did make more than saf Oof. on this one Oof. a nice Kick a man while he's handsome down handsome amount of $220. $220, yeah. look at that. 
So the next uh, next time we get together, go out, it's uh, it's on you. Some good halal food is on E, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll pick I'll pick up dinner. I'll pick up dinner. Don't worry. Oh man. So yeah. Conclusion is TikTok sort it out, sort it out. All right. The the last thing we want to talk about. We're gonna keep this episode pretty short. Uh, we're just kind of easing back into things. But this was quite interesting. I saw it in Lou Later's uh, podcast uh, initially. But there's an article here on Mac Rumors: India planning homegrown operating system to rival iOS and Android. The Indian government is planning to incentivize the creation of an indigenous indigenous I can't even say that word mobile operating system to rival iOS and Android. The Ministry of Electronics and Information Technology has announced right via the Economic Times. The proposal announced on Monday by Minister State of uh, for Electronics and IT, Rajiv uh, Chandrasekhar, uh, will encourage the technology industry to create a homegrown Indian mobile OS. The new OS is explicitly intended to create an alternative to iOS and Android in India. And it goes on now. Okay, I've got some thoughts about this because firstly, competition is good. Obviously, we've got Android and iOS dominate and in India particularly is Android, right? Android is huge. But then again, yeah. India is a huge, huge market and we've seen time and time again that India wants to encourage more homegrown technologies and talents, right? So, you know, for instance, there's, uh, you know, a lots of um, lots of incentives for brands to manufacture goods in India if you want to sell to India because it's the fastest growing uh, smartphone market out there, right? So rather than getting things imported, we know the issues India and China have had and, you know, how TikTok has been blocked in China and, and lots of other Chinese apps have been blocked in India as well. India. Uh, sorry, yeah. no, TikTok has not been blocked in China. Let me rephrase that. As well as PUBG. Yep, PUBG, a lot of these apps have been blocked in India because they are Chinese-made apps, right? And, you know, uh, we, we don't we don't get into politics, but obviously there are issues over there, right? And then there's more homegrown apps which are being pushed and encouraged. Um, I remember Jace, our friend, um, you know, told me about Chingari, which is um, uh, like a TikTok alternative for India, right? Which is massive already. Chingari, I believe, means flame, right? Fire. So it's just like, you know, um, that's another short form video platform, uh, which I'm sure has a lot of our stolen content. Uh, we should definitely try to check it out. But anyway, so then there's this platform that they have, which is, you know, um, homegrown, uh, essentially. And that's what India is kind of encouraging a lot more. There's going to be lots more iPhones manufactured in India as well. And then the kind of thinking is, hey, if you're making things here and you're providing jobs and you're providing uh, economy to India, then we're going to subsidize that for you and we want to encourage that. But it looks like they want to take this a step further over the coming years. What do you think, E? So you told me about this. Um, I had one thought process. I've now begun to have another. But I think my main thought process is it's a nice idea. I think it's the wrong move. And not for the obvious reasons that most people might think. I think you look at India as, as a market and maybe the government, you know, the government has been pushing that initiative is saying, look, if we can have it homegrown, um, number one, like you said, jobs, which is great. Um, and also we will also catapult like an Indian company to 
um, a much larger status internationally. Mm -hmm. And I think have going with the OS route is the wrong route just because it's a harder market. After you reach the saturation of where you are in India, it doesn't go outside that market. Mm. And it would only stay for so long, which is why if you look at it from the China perspective, China never went to the OS route. They went the app route. They went app, they went services, they went products, um, things like that. And I think either having a phone manufacturer that is actually an Indian phone manufacturer will be a good step, whether it's just trying to uh, suffice with uh, low-income phones, uh, because Android can support that as well. Whichever level you want to start off, you have a lot of basis to do that. And then to also applications, because you can see TikTok is a started in China, right? It didn't start in mm -hmm. the U.S. Yeah, so that's that's the best way you can make it grow more effectively. Yeah, I think I, I, think, I like the idea. I just think the I think encouraging innovation on the app side of things, which can work internationally, um, rather than you know, because I'm I'm very much against this walled idea um, where kind of like okay, this is our um, you know app or this is our sort of uh, and I'm I'm you know me e I'm international, right? Okay. I want. I, I don't like the idea of borders. I don't like the idea of separation. I think we're all one, right? And if you're creating an app that's you know from India, which has mass global appeal, like TikTok had for China, like you know a Chinese app which blew up and went everywhere, that's something that I I'm totally behind because it's like, hey, look, this Indian app is massive and it's it's everywhere. Everybody's using it in the US, UK, and stuff like that. In terms mm -hmm. of an actual OS, like I don't personally, I don't think that's gonna logistically I, I don't know how that's going to work even though if there's a lot of incentives creating we've seen what happened with harmony os it's still i mean it's doing it, it's getting numbers and it's getting apps and things like that but you know once you've kind of got people used to something like android right it's yeah. very very difficult um if it was based on android then maybe but then the, the the app library that you've got there the connection whatsapp is so so massive in india everybody's that's you know that's like one of the number one ways people communicate and stuff like that. I don't think it will work. Um, they can try, it, but I totally agree with you, E. That um, more of the emphasis should be put on you know creating international apps. I mean, I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, if you look at it from just a standpoint of um, of of talent, right? India has a lot of just technological talent. We've seen how you know. Uh, a lot of just in the U.S. itself, we know you know the amount of like tech companies that have Indian you know software designers, engineers, and that talent also is back home in India. So there's a lot of talent to diversify on the software route where you can do many different things. Plus, I also think the hardware route as well. I think is very important because we are we are you know the world is moving into the five G age where there's going to be new pieces of hardware that are needed. And a country like India can take a full advantage, especially just locally first um, on that route before moving out. So, you know, I, I see that like, you know, there's the other aspect of people saying, you know, this might be a form of control and things like that. And, you know, yeah, that can play in. But I, I see where the government is, is going and saying, OK, we need to grow local uh, you know, talent, technology, and uh, local businesses to mm. a global scale. Because if you think about it from, again, looking at China, China has done that very well with what it's the likes of, you know, 
you know, we talk about Huawei, we talk about Oppo, Xiaomi, those are now powerhouses when it mm. comes to it comes to technology. Samsung as well in Korea. Korea government and Samsung are tied together. Um, in the US, we can talk about all the US. So it's the same thing. I, I get the I get the process. I think just finding the right approach, um, you know, to, to push it up there because I think it, it would be beneficial in general. Yeah, know, for yeah, not just for um, the massive Indian audience and you know customers, but also on a global uh, global level, which will you know just again benefit India a lot more if that's where the app is originated from or that hardware has originated originated from. So yeah, let's see. But yeah, it's, it's interesting because I saw this pop up and I was like, yeah, we definitely have to talk about this. Right, um, short episode today. Uh, obviously, we're just getting warmed up. There's going to be lots more coming up in the coming months and years. Uh, don't forget to leave a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, I believe, has a rating system now as well, right? It'll help the podcast reach more people. Uh, let us know in the comments on YouTube and on Twitter what other topics you'd like to cover uh, for, for us to cover in the upcoming episodes. And um, we're going to have lots of coverage on the main channels as well, especially around the Samsung Galaxy S22 Ultra. Thanks for listening and watching. Uh, this is Saf on Super Saf Speaks with my co-host. Uh, Thunder E from Board at Work. And we'll see you next time.